Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello, hello, and welcome to Not So Good Ideas Podcast. I'm Bree here with Eleni. Hi, and welcome to another episode where we talk about interior design and try to entertain you guys at the same time. It's been a crazy week. <laughs> Definitely. Um, feels like a Monday every day this week. <laughs> it really does, and we've both been super busy. Very good, busy, and bad, busy. Good, busy in the podcast world, bad, busy in the regular world. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you just went to shaky knees. How was that? Yeah, we just got back on Monday. It was good. <laughs> good. There's a lot going on and trying to, you know, you know, when you get post concert depression, but. It's like 50 artists you saw. So it's like that times 50. And you're like, man, I want to go see yeah. them again. <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. Um, it was good to let loose, loose a little bit. That's good. We're not yeah. like we used to be, you know, partying and stuff. So Mm-mm. I'm sure you're tired. <laughs> yep. I was tired while I was there. So that's a bad indicator. <laughs> oh, boy. I had three Red Bulls for one of the show and. I fell asleep. I took a nap. So I don't know if that says anything. That is so funny. <laughs> and I don't drink energy drinks even. So I thought it would do something, but nope. No, I don't believe in those. I feel like they're just putting. I think much- they just make your heart beat fast, but it doesn't make you like wake up like a B12 vitamin or something like that would. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. I can't drink those. They make my heart race and I yeah, like just head pound. It sends me into like a panic attack or <laughs> most that it does. Literally. I heard even, you fell asleep though. So yeah, I fell asleep during well, I'm not gonna say who it was because people are like, Oh my god, you fell asleep during them. <laughs> but Yes, <laughs> I did. Hey, we're sleepy girls. So I can't say <laughs> it was past my bedtime. It was like right around 10. Is and then the concert was going on till 11 30. And the second it hit mm. 10, I was like, <sighs> Nope, see, no, can't do it. <laughs> too late. Especially nope. when you're partying like all day long. That's just mm-hmm. too much. I couldn't keep up. Like there's all these and I feel like I'm so young, like, but there's like all these like younger kids and they're like jumping around, had all this energy. And I was like, I was like, what is going on? I can't keep up with you guys. I feel like an old lady. I'm like, you guys want some water? Are you hydrated? <laughs> is everybody hydrated? The water filling station's over there. <laughs> Go get some water. <laughs> it's almost like you went to Coachella. Like, I feel like all this Coachella stuff is happening and you're at Shaky Knees and it's like same vibes. Very different vibes. <laughs> different it's artists. Like the, but... the budget version. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. yes, 
It was fun. How was your weekend? I saw you guys went on little family outings. It looked really cute. Oh, yeah. We took Willow to, we have like a local movie theater here. It's really small. And like during COVID, they were suffering a lot and almost went under. But everyone like donated to them and helped them. I know. The whole community helped this movie theater. And now they're doing like really well. And we went on Saturday and it was crowded. It was like packed. And they only show like three movies. So it was totally packed. Willow saw all of her friends from school there. (laughs) Stop. That's so cute. We saw um, some animated movie called Bad Guys. Mm-hmm. It was really cute. So it was a good weekend. That's cute. Did she sit with her friends? No, we didn't see where they went. So she was asking about her friends the whole movie, though. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> she kept whispering, where are they? Where are they? <laughs> That's so cute. It was really fun. Oh, I love that. So wholesome. I think that's only her second movie in theater. So, yeah, it's a big deal. That is a big deal. I feel like that's like the movies when I was little was like amazing. We'd like beg on our hands and knees to go to the movie theater. My dad was like, I'm not spending $100 right now for you to go see Mm -hmm. (laughs) some cartoon. It's pricey. That's for sure. It is. But it's worth the experience. Yeah, the experience. Yeah. And we went... um, She's getting back into skateboarding again because the weather's getting nicer. So we were skateboarding and went to the park. So we did Aww. all kinds of stuff. Yeah, I saw that. She's so cute. She's the coolest little kid I know. <laughs> <laughs> She's pretty cool. I haven't been posting much about her because I keep seeing all this weird stuff about like, you know, posting your kids online and their pictures being outsourced for like advertisements and weirdos. Oh. Like, and so I've just been like not posting her. I've decided everything gets ruined. Everything gets ruined. Yeah. So that's why I don't really post her anymore. But little yeah. snips, you know, of what we're doing is nice. So that's good. Yeah. That's crazy. People are messed up, honestly. I mean, you know, you've seen Willow. I feel like someone yeah. will just snap, snatch her picture and use it for whatever they want. Mm-hmm. and exploit her and i just rather rather not go through that good idea yeah. <laughs> speaking of do you have a good idea yes um my younger brother george georgeopolis <laughs> is graduating um next weekend and i'm gonna go see him and celebrate him really proud of him he's also transferring to another school to continue playing football and get his master's oh my gosh he's doing good things i'm really proud of my brother that's amazing yeah and then we'll get to see our whole family up north as well i haven't seen them since our wedding so i'm really excited to be with family but yeah do you have a good idea (laughs) um my good idea is well it's not as heartwarming as yours okay (laughs) (laughs) that's okay um but So up here, we just started getting, I have this Nespresso machine and I'm like all about it, you know, big coffee lover. I'm 
a snob when it comes to my <laughs> coffee. And I have this Nespresso machine and I usually just order like the coffee online and they have like every flavor you can think of, like, mm-hmm. you know, everything. And they just started selling it at our like local grocery store. No way. Crazy. Yeah. Um, but like a few months ago. But now everyone knows about it and they have like the shelves have been empty for like a month. Oh, every week I'm like going to the grocery store empty, empty. I look behind the other coffees. I'm looking all over. I can't find it. I've been sad. I've been miserable. Did you go to the back to see if they have any more in storage? I saw someone else asking about it and they're like, you're the third person to ask us about this. <laughs> There's no more left. <laughs> so today I had like kind of a weird feeling. I was like, oh, I'm just going to go to the grocery store, you know, midday to get, I was going to get some lunch. And I was like, maybe I'll just check to see if there's some coffee. And they were stocked. Like, yeah, I know. And I like finally got my coffee. I stocked up on three boxes. Oh my gosh. Well, that's probably what everyone else is doing and why they're all gone. Well, when I got there, there was already a whole row that was empty. So I'm sure they're gone by now. It was probably Cheryl from down the street. She probably grabbed them all. Oh, that's Cheryl. (laughs) For the record, there is no Cheryl that lives down the street, guys. I just made that up. But. I'm not yeah. exploiting Cheryl. Somebody, somebody's taking them all. Somebody's daughter's taking them all. <laughs> yeah, so that's my good idea. I got my coffee back. Yay. I know how much you love your coffee, and it is really good, I will say. It's just, it hits the spot. Mm-hmm. Do you have a not so good idea? My not so good idea is traveling every weekend. <laughs> Um, just have to say it's like it's like being congested you know like you got all this build up up here in your nose and you can't blow it out just keeps building up and up and And what I mean by that is like household chores get tossed to the side when you're gone every weekend because I don't know about everybody else but I do my chores on Sunday (laughs) of every week so I haven't been able to tend to my home in about three weeks now and (laughs) I'm really sad about it but yeah I need to space out my travels a little bit better (laughs) and not have it every single weekend back to back (laughs) like someone will ask me like months in advance like can you do this on this weekend I'm like sure and then someone else will ask me and I'm like, sure. And then there's like that one weekend in between those and it's like free, but then something comes up and that one gets taken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like you look at the calendar and it's like, bam, 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 bam. But you yeah. are a busy bee, <laughs> busy, busy bee. I know I'm waiting for your schedule to, you know, spread out a little too. <laughs> I'm hoping um, next month it'll slow down. I feel like you're just in that season right now where things are kind of crazy, but hopefully yeah. that means you'll have like a really calm season coming up. I am praying <laughs> to the heavens above. <laughs> Me too. For I you. can slow down. 
also not so good idea is some of the outfits i saw at the met gala but <clears throat> we're not gonna get into that anyways <laughs> what about you uh-oh i want to hear what you have to say about that i don't know it's gonna be controversial so maybe we shouldn't <laughs> <laughs> okay i thought blake lively's dress was ugly so there's that <laughs> I, I thought that the okay i think we can talk about this because her dress was related to design and architecture it was based sure. off of new york city mm-hmm. um i would agree that it was very it wasn't the most beautiful dress <laughs> but i liked the idea behind it yeah it was interesting it, the the execution of like the whole switching colors was cool mm-hmm. i just didn't I don't know. I wasn't really that impressed. And then we could go deeper down the rabbit hole and look at Kylie Jenner's outfit. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I hated we, that. I was screaming. I don't get it. And then I saw someone on TikTok and they're like, no, it is on trend because baseball was created during the Gilded Age. And I was right. like, but who is going to know that? unless you write like a huge paragraph on the dress about the wikipedia article you found that said it was created during the gilded age no one's gonna get that no i know i know exactly what you mean and i hated the dress too and i i got the like her working with a designer that passed away and like she already Mm -hmm. had this all planned with him but if you saw her after party dress I thought that was more on theme and more her and looked way better. A lot of people's after party dresses actually looked better than their red carpet dresses, but I don't know. Anyways, (laughs) back to Blake Lively. Yeah, I thought her dress was, it was interesting. It was almost like something I've seen before. Yeah. And like they added a bow that changes Mm -hmm. colors. (laughs) exactly (laughs) like I have seen that dress before I just wasn't maybe I didn't like it because everybody loved it maybe that's the whole Mm -hmm. thing of it but Mm -hmm. I I felt like there was other pieces that were way cooler but oh well yeah we won't get into all the dresses but I definitely have an opinion on all of them I'm sure you do too yeah we we could do a whole episode (laughs) on how this relates to bad interior design also (laughs) it really does (laughs) like when the client is like I want mid-century modern then you come and bring them like art deco (laughs) so that's what some of the themes (laughs) like it's like everyone was off theme half the people I was like what are you wearing like everyone was wearing like Art Deco, like age, mm-hmm. the 20s, with all the gold. It's like, gilded. Yeah, gilded. It's gold. <laughs> yeah, but not everyone wore gold in the gilded age. <laughs> but that was... Those yeah. were like the 20s, like the roaring 20s. People mm-hmm. were wearing like the... Anyways... <laughs> I'm done with this topic. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, you have another good idea? Yes, I do. Okay, okay, so another kitchen appliance story. Oh no. Um, <laughs> Willow and I have been making smoothies like every other day, and mm-hmm. I have a Nutribullet. And so it's basically one of those things where you screw the cap on and turn it upside down and put it in 
and it twists on like you twist it on instead of pushing right. a button mm -hmm. so i put the lid on and i put it in and the cap it twists it so fast that the cap comes undone and it's pretty much just like a movie like the smoothie <laughs> sprayed everywhere all over my kitchen all over oh. me <laughs> oh, no. and then i finally clean it up and I pour the smoothie in both of our cups and Willow accidentally dropped her cup and it spilled everywhere and it was just like a huge mess. So I'm <sighs> I'm banning smoothies. <laughs> they're just way too much work and they're too messy. That's like, you know, when you forget to put the lid on top of the ones that are like, you, you know, mm -hmm. and then it just goes all over the ceiling. Yep. <laughs> It's like ceiling, floor, like cabinets. Yeah. And then I sat down later and Willow was like, why is your shirt all green? And I was like, it's the smoothie. Willow, you saw it happen. <laughs> uh, That's funny. Yeah. So I won't be using that anymore. No Nutribullets around here. No, just, you can go buy like a $15 smoothie. <laughs> exactly let them make the mess <laughs> exactly <laughs> oh man all right well so today we're really excited about our guest Bree. do you want to tell everyone a little bit about taylor yes so our guest today is very popular She's not only trending in the world of social media, but she's creating ceramic art that we've never seen before. She's well known for her work in the infamous Santa Monica Proper Hotel, which has been admired by many in the design world. And we feel very lucky to now share some of her story with all of you. We hope you enjoy hearing from her as much as we did. Please welcome to the Not So Good Ideas podcast, Taylor Kibbe. How are you? Thank you for coming on. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. I've never been asked to be on a podcast before. So, oh, oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is a fun one. So, it's nothing too serious. Yeah. Like, I know. I listen to a couple. You guys, I like listening to you guys talk to each other. It makes me feel like, <laughs> especially when I'm alone in my studio. Makes me <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> it's nice to listen to like just the camaraderie, though. <laughs> so are you based in california yeah i'm based in los angeles actually okay. i grew i we moved here when i was eight so i just say i grew up here oh wow <laughs> so you're originally from california i haven't yeah. like, heard a lot of people come on that were originally from there yeah i mean yeah yeah i uh, grew up in northern california and we moved here so long ago that it feels like i've never lived anywhere else that's oh, awesome. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Do you know Lulu La Fortune? Yeah. Oh my gosh. L Lulu is actually the person that put me in like my first big project when I was out of grad school. Oh, wow. wow. We had no yeah. idea. Yeah. She placed my work in the Kelly Worsler Hotel in Santa Monica. We, that's where we saw your work. That's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, Kelly, the person you just had on, or I, just listened to your interview with Kelly. I actually went to a residency with her right when I graduated from my- No MFA. way. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's yeah. such a small world. Yeah, it really tiny, is. Tiny world. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, they're both really great. Lulu, she's a lot of fun. 
she's uh god i'm so inspired watching her just she seems to do it all effortlessly i'm sure it's hard work but <laughs> she carries it off with such flair she really does flair is the perfect word <laughs> very unique too yeah yeah and i love i mean i i love opulence i think secretly i'm hedonist so like the whole just like really luxurious her style is very um yeah luxurious yeah mm-hmm. definitely it's, it's quirky too i it's love quirky. quirkiness mm-hmm. <laughs> so did you go to school in california then no i my school route is very circuitous i graduated high school a year early and i went to this program called Bard College at Simon's Rock, mm-hmm. which is like an early college. And I was actually studying anthropology. Mm. Um, and then I transferred to culinary school. <laughs> so I got my <laughs> undergraduate degree in baking and pastry. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. So And so I baked bread and basically was a pastry chef for a couple of years after that. And it was when I was baking bread, I started taking a ceramic class because the shift was essentially 3 a.m. to 11 a.m. So you'd get off work and you'd still have the whole day. And Mm. my dad is an artist. And so I started taking a ceramics class and also working in his studio. And I, I don't know. I don't know what it was exactly. I think they just reached, I just reached a point where I was like, this is what I have to do. I have to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I went back to um, get my MFA. I essentially like bought myself time, literally, mm-hmm. <laughs> <to figure out laughs> how I could make this a larger part of my life. Right. Huh. Yeah. So that's kind of the, but I went to school. My MFA program was in Portland, Oregon. Okay, cool. Did you like I, Oregon? You know, Yes. It is so beautiful there during the summer. But for me, maybe it's because I'm from California and I'm very used to consistent sunshine. It was very difficult for me during the winters. And we were, I lived there when they got snow, which is not super common. It's getting more common, but there was one year we got like a foot of snow overnight, which is not normal. Um, So yeah, it was, it was a difficult adjustment. (laughs) Yeah. California to Oregon, a little. <laughs> but the summers are like absolutely glorious, you know. Yeah, it seems like a different world over there. I've never been, but it looks really cool. I don't know why. It's just like the landscape there is so different that it seems fun so to explore. Green. Yeah, <laughs> so green, and also it's a lot smaller. I mean, LA is huge, so Portland, like you can get most places within ten. I don't know, 15 minutes if you're like in the center of the city, like it's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you kind of feel like you know everybody if you hmm. are in the right circle. That's Grad really school is also very small. So. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Cause LA is like the complete opposite. <laughs> There's right. I mean, it takes you like 30 minutes just to get to the next like neighborhood sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> so. And I feel like everyone wants to be in LA these days anyways. So it does feel yeah. like it's growing. I mean, especially the art scene, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's still more affordable than than some of the other big like art cities you can get a studio space here it's going up but I do feel like a lot of galleries are opening up spots here but mm-hmm. 
maybe, you know, only had New York or like London outposts. So, mm-hmm. so cool. are you a part of a gallery in LA? I don't have any, I don't have any like one gallery that represents me though. I do work with a couple of people like um, in LA and also I've worked with a gallery in Tokyo and, hmm. um, and one in New York. So I'm still kind of figuring out what I want in that kind of relationship. I think what I didn't realize when I was first starting out and I still feel like I'm first starting out is that you, you get a lot of say in how you want to have a relationship with somebody that's going to be so involved with your work. And that's, you know, galleries are like your partners, or at least you'd hope they'd be. And so I haven't, I haven't really decided exactly what I want on that front yet. Hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. And they definitely take like a off the record, like a big chunk out sometimes. Yeah, 50%. (laughs) Usually, yeah. So you want them to be like invested in growing your career with you and also able to really take control and handle the things that, you know, press and like getting your name out there and like helping you chart a path for the future and Mm -hmm. yeah right now I'm I'm it would be really nice to have a gallery I think because right now I handle all of that which I think a lot of like entrepreneurs do they handle like the front of the house and the back of the house in restaurant Mm -hmm. terms Mm -hmm. Um, and it'd be nice to have some help (laughs) (laughs) it sounds like you're busy too so yeah, luckily. Very luckily. Yeah. It seems like you kind of just blew up. <laughs> I see your work everywhere. Thank you. I'm, I'm going to pretend that that was exactly what happened. It was easy to see. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you blew up with all your hard work, though. Thank you. Thank you. I, you know, it's very, it's really nice to hear because when you're inside of it, everyone, when they're inside of their own story is like, what a, you know, it, it always feels like you're striving for the next thing before you yeah. can really appreciate the stuff that you've accomplished. But it's nice to look back and be like, oh, I've climbed all of these steps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. It is true. Yeah. I feel like whenever I'm like sourcing things for a project, that room scene of the Santa Monica proper hotel with your artwork is right there and like every single like thing I search and so you're essentially everywhere it's true I became an influencer background yeah (laughs) literally it's like every other image on Instagram it's I think it's the texture I think it's like the the just like the earthiness and the it's a dynamic material ceramic so Mm -hmm. yeah also, there's like, I'm, we're both really into fashion and I feel like there's just like this little element in there, like that's really edgy that reminds me of fashion for some reason, like I'm super drawn to the aspect of design and, you know, things that resemble that kind of nature. So I feel like in that respect, it's really, really cool. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I think there's also like, uh, because the work is kinetic and so it moves and it never quite sits in the same way when you install it, there's like an uncertainty to it. Right. That it really is as nervous as it makes you like nervousness and excitement, like sit so close to each other. Right. 
sometimes it's really nice to not quite understand what the thing is. <laughs> right. That is true. It evokes an emotion. That's what art is supposed to do. So whatever emotion it is, it's good. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'll take nervousness or excitement. I'll take yeah. it all. I'll take it all. <laughs> oh, awesome. I saw this quote on your, so we kind of researched you, went on your website, and I found this quote, and I wanted to read it out loud for the podcast and ask (laughs) you about it. (laughs) So you said, no energy is ever created or destroyed. It simply shifts from one form to another. Through this work, I seek ways to apply this belief to the world around me. How do we both give and take space in the same breath? So I thought that was really beautiful. Maybe you could touch on that. I guess I like to think of, I like to think of making my work as being in conversation with the, with something outside of myself. And so when I choose how to make my work, I often pick systems that have their own logic. And so I have to work in concert with something, um, and it feels like pushing, pushing and pulling and um, a real exchange. And so I guess that's something that really keeps me interested in making work is um, there has to be something outside of myself that prevents me from overthinking something and stifling whatever <laughs> it is to be born. Like you have to be, it helps for me to have an outside force that I have to work with. Um, so that's, that's when I, when I think about energy, I like to think about energy just being exchanged. Yeah. Yeah. And to really backtrack a little bit, I feel like, so all of your pieces or most of them, they're like this beautiful chain art and it's all ceramic that you make by hand. Um, are you doing anything else besides like the chains? That's like your signature. That is my signature. I have lots of other things in the fire um, and I've gone on a couple of residencies recently that have allowed me to kind of start exploring new things. So mm-hmm. I'm starting to make other kinds of work. It's just a fun, it's, but the chain is the thing that most yeah. people know me for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I what- feel like too, with, um, when you said you were working at a bakery, I feel like that constant repetition of like working with dough and working with ceramics kind of lines up. Cause I was trying to think, I was like, okay, how do you get from baking to ceramics? But it's essentially the same concept. You are baking. <laughs> I was totally thinking the same thing. In a bakery, you get up every day, you do the same exact thing at the same exact time for the most part, especially baking bread. Um, and there's like a meditative quality to it, um, where like you get in like, some people call it a flow state, um, which I think is a good way to describe it. And I've gravitated towards work that I have to think about it a lot up front, but in the actual making process of it, like I can get into like a very meditative state because it's very repetitive. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's peaceful. It really does. <laughs> yeah, it can be, it definitely can be. Is that kind of what inspired like the chain, like the that aspect of your work, like this repetitive pattern? Yeah, definitely. I will. I don't think I was thinking necessarily about that when I started making the chain. I think when I started making the chain, it was I was thinking about uh, well, thinking through touch, 
mm-hmm. uh, as a way of like navigating processing emotions. Um, and so the chain as being this kinetic thing that like you can play with and there's an element of danger. Um, that's kind of what my thesis was about was uh, thinking through touch. Mm. So, Wow, that's beautiful. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I still find it really interesting. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's, I mean, everyone seems to love it. If you just kept it going, I feel like it could go on. Like there's definitely yeah. a want for that design. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll make chain until I don't think it's interesting anymore. And luckily I still find it like really fascinating. And I feel like, um, I'm a, I'm a woman of small moves. So like (laughs) I slowly evolve things over time. So the chain started out as something pretty different than what it is right now with the wall hangings that I'm doing, um, which I call infinities. Um, and I'm hoping that just like through being focused on keeping myself interested in the work, I'll continue to evolve that wherever it needs to go. Mm-hmm. Right. So what is the that kind of process of making these wall sculptures or the chains? What does your day look like? It's pretty boring. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, it kind of depends on the day. Mm-hmm. I, when I have commissions, there's, usually like an approval process that I have to go through because they're very hard. My collectors really have a lot of faith in me because I basically send a very rough sketch and I tell them this might not be what it looks like. (laughs) Um, And they just have to kind of accept that if they trust the work I've made before, they can trust this work that I'm going to make for them. Um, But yeah, some days are, I like to divide days between like daydreaming, thinking days and production working days. Um, Because a lot of the infinities are based on like a more emotional, like ruminating um, kind of storytelling. Mm -hmm. But then when I go into my studio, it's very much like extruding, making chain for eight hours a day. Wow. I can, I, sometimes I take breaks and I'll start another project. But when I have a, a piece that I'm in the middle of, I like to really focus on, I, I like to focus on one piece of work at a time. Mm. That's interesting. Some people are like, I go and do a hundred pieces at once, but it's refreshing <laughs> to hear someone say, you know, you focused on just one. <laughs> it helps me keep, I think I'm the type of person that would get stressed if I had three pots on the fire at once. Like I can have maybe one or two, but it's nice to um, be able to like really dedicate my my mind, my thinking to one thing at a time. So you, you said you like take some inspiration days. What would you say really inspires you the most on those days? Or what do you look for for inspiration? Ooh. Um, <laughs> Well, my, there's a couple things. One thing I really love doing is there's this amazing library in LA. I, I like don't want to say it because I don't want people to go, but it's don't say everyone. Don't everyone say we, we like to gatekeep on yeah. here sometimes. No, 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 no. It's it's amazing. It's called the Brand Library, and it's an art book focused library, which oh. is super super rare. I don't. I've never really come across one before, but it's like pretty much all of the books are art focused. There's 
biographies, there's music, there's, um, so that's a place I really like to go just to kind of wander through the stacks and flip through pages. Mm -hmm. Um, And also I have to say that just like laying in the park (laughs) and not writing, not reading, (laughs) truly just like looking like up at the sky and just like letting my my mind wander. uh, That's a luxury that I don't take lightly, but it can be super inspiring. I need so. some of that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like let yourself do that very often. I think, especially with all the responsibilities that we all have, to 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 really just not think about anything specific <laughs> or try and solve a problem. Right. It's a really nice thing to do. Yeah, I never do that, but I need to. <laughs> Once it gets warm here, it's freezing here. <laughs> Yeah, I bet. I bet we're. I mean, I, yes. I guess I'm. I'm spoiled being in Los Angeles. I can see any day of the week. Pretty oh, Eleni's spoiled too. Don't worry. Okay, <laughs> but I don't have any parks close to me. I will say. <laughs> True, but in Savannah we had a really big park that we would go to. I feel like quite often. So we didn't take advantage of that when we were there. Kind of sad. Yeah, even a even a a coffee shop or a. Even your bed, sometimes just like laying in bed and see, that's my language. (laughs) (laughs) Now you're speaking my language. I can do that. Yeah, I feel like it is good to take mental breaks in terms of inspiration. Like, I feel like a lot of times people say, you know, they'll read a bunch of books for inspiration, but sometimes I just, I need to not think to get inspired. That's true. So. So mm-hmm. where do you think a lot of your pieces I've noticed they are like muted colors and they're very they're kind of like they draw you in they're kind of sexy where do you think this style comes <laughs> from yeah I love it um ooh, originally when I was mm, <laughs> <laughs> let me think about this one I feel like I love color in other people's work, but whenever I have to come to my own work and make a decision about color, the less saturated it is, um, or even it's usually just blue or green or neutral, like those are really the only colors I work with. Um, I think I'm super influenced by the environment that I grew up in, um, which is super desert, my parents, live in Palm Springs and I've spent a lot of time out there and there is just kind of like a windswept kind of roughness that I, that I find really appealing. Um, and I also think I, I said in the beginning, like, I think I'm a hedonist, but it's also <laughs> through like many, many, many layers of um, structure and uh, discipline. And so by the time it filters out, like there's an underlying sense of like sexiness. I think that is a good word, yes. but it is muted or um, kind of, it's like, um, it's like a, this like showing your thigh through the slit and in a dress, right? <laughs> exactly. You know, there's like the hint of sexiness, but it's kind of like to be discovered. Right. Yeah. It's like you're not calling out for too much attention because you already know you're sexy. So like it brings the people to you. Does that make sense? I like want to entice people. I think when I, like when I think about what makes me excited about looking at art, it's when I have to get really close to the thing and like really investigate it. And 
I think I, I gravitate towards making work that is really subtle because I want people to get close to the work and have to really kind of um, ingratiate themselves with the thing. I think you're definitely successful in that. Yeah. Like, I'm really drawn to it. I want to go grab it. I'm sure everyone wants to go up to your work and like touch it. The texture is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? Delicately, but yeah, you can. <laughs> what I, should is it? I probably shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, don't, like, no, don't touch. Don't touch. <laughs> I've actually seen videos of your pieces that kind of lay on the ground and you can pull them up and like, shape them the way you want it's very interesting cool. yeah yeah the vessels they're they're really fun they're really fun how long work. does it typically take to make one piece for you i know it depends on like scale but roughly um like from beginning of just like conception to through like firing to installation because when I fire them I fire them completely flat so I don't even know what they're going to look like mm-hmm. so it usually takes a, a usually takes a while after they're fired to get the installation right um but I'd say like a couple of weeks okay yeah not too bad yeah it's not it's I mean yeah I've definitely honed the technique um, <laughs> I wasn't pretty fast at it by now (laughs) I'd be worried about myself (laughs) but it's actually the the um the hardest part is at the end after it's been fired figuring out the figuring out the installation because there are times where I have to refire it to Mm -hmm. make adjustments so that it that I can try the installation again have you ever run into any problems with um the piece breaking apart upon installation or anything crazy like that or is it pretty solid luckily no that's awesome that's amazing yeah Yeah. and also I just I think about like I guess I think about my work breaking like the occasional ring like it's just kind of I heard this awesome thing I think the I think the artist Linda Sorman says this about her works that it's like a shedding process so if nothing structurally is changed about the work, but a couple of rings break, that does not concern me. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think it changes the impact of the work. Um, so. Interesting. That's I good. like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it has like this almost wabi-sabi quality about it you know like the perfectly imperfect I think that's what like truly draws me to it and I think a lot of people um sometimes looking at something too perfect it gives me anxiety so (laughs) I like the fact (laughs) that it's unique and it flows and like you said if one chain breaks that's okay (laughs) yeah there's a there's a there's a freedom for me and and I'm I guess for anybody looking at it like the perfection is not in the um like the rings are not perfect right Mm -hmm. like it looks like that but if you get up close like you can definitely see where my hand has touched them it's not um and I wouldn't want it to be perfect because it's not made by a machine so Mm -hmm. I think it's important that um a certain flexibility in in the work is there yeah definitely yeah 
So um, I know you said you're working on some new pieces. Do you have any other big pieces? What's next for you? Um, I'm, well, I'm in this great group show right now in LA at a gallery called These Days, um, where I show, I'm showing completely new work, which is really exciting. It's rare that you get the opportunity to do that. Mm -hmm. um, and then I'm also showing a bunch of new work at Egg Collective in New York in May. And then I have some other stuff coming up, but I can't talk about it. Surprise. That's okay. <laughs> and then yeah, I guess I'm just, I'm excited. I'm doing a lot of experimenting right now. I um, took April basically off of commissions, um, which sometimes I do just to give myself a little bit of time to explore some new ideas. And I think I have some really cool new ideas in my kiln. Oh, we can't <laughs> wait to see. Very excited. We have to get a sneak peek. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, no way. You guys are going to share it. <laughs> a completely new concept for me. So oh, that's Yay. so exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we make everyone share a good idea and a not so good idea on the podcast. And it could be design related or personal, whatever you're feeling. So do you have a not so good idea? Yes. Uh, well, my not so good idea is, oh, my partner doesn't hear this. My not so good idea is, is moving into your partner's house and there not being an established closet situation. Oh, no. <laughs> I think that is a major not so good idea. We figured it out, but if you don't have a closet situation or dresser situation figured out, that it, it takes, oh. takes a toll. <laughs> I know how you feel. <laughs> I had um, Dylan. He had moved into my apartment when I was in college and I just had my closet basically. And like his clothes were just starting to get like shoved into mine. I was like, no, 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 no. This is not going to work. So I got like a $30 little dresser from Facebook marketplace. Like everything was breaking off of it. Like the hinges were broken. I was like, here, I got it just for you. It's brand new. It's yours. And he was like, I'm not putting my clothes in here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I feel bad because I'm, I, I took it over I mean such is the nature of just you have nice clothes that you don't want to get rid of because right. you one more time <laughs> I mean it's only natural for the woman to have more clothes need more space you know he's got Absolutely. a deal I mean he's very well dressed but uh so anyway so and also we have a beautiful apartment um but there's no but there's only one closet mm. um that, and that includes like for storage of pretty oh. much everything else. It's oh, not no. Just, anyway, so that's my not so good idea. I, I would have figured that out before I moved in so that by the time I moved in, uh, that was not a non-issue. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> what about a good idea? Ooh. Another thing I learned, I really think it's a good idea when you're cultivating your space to let it um, evolve organically. I feel like a lot of people move into new spaces and feel like they need to fill it. Um, mm -hmm. and I think that taking, we've taken a lot of time, especially when buying art, um, to find things that really speak to us or have a story that we 
can call to mind when we're thinking about or looking at that piece. And it's made such a difference. I've, I've, I've made that mistake before where I move in somewhere and I just feel like, oh, I don't, I don't have this. I don't have this. Like I have to go get it from wherever. And mm-hmm. um, it's just really nice building a space that feels curated is not the right word (laughs) maybe like um it really feels like I have invested in every single thing that goes in not necessarily monetarily but just emotionally yeah yeah I totally 100 percent I wish I could tell all of our clients to just like slow down and let's pick things like with time and you know select thoughtfully but not everyone has that mindset and I wish they did because in my own house I'm all about that like we yeah as you can see we have all of our art is like super special to us and it's all yeah I'm, I agree with you that's a great idea <laughs> it is a good idea yeah it's a luxury I think you know I, I do understand that some people move in and you know if you don't have a couch yes. yeah I, yeah you do want a couch that's important yeah <laughs> um I don't know. It takes like 16 weeks to get a couch now anyways. You might as well like <laughs> figure out the one that really is going to work for you. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like in that concept too, people learn very slowly. I feel like at first everyone was always about getting everything from Target and like having to hurry up and get their pieces. But I think once you've thrown one or two um, Target desks away – then you kind of start to like get it a little bit quicker because I mean even like I when I moved into college like everything was from Ikea and I can tell you maybe one thing that I still have mm-hmm. yeah it is part it, I do think about the waste like when I think about why it's a good idea it's not just the emotional or like the specialness of the house like my partner has really inspired me he's super particular about everything and um, especially what we put into our home because he wants it to last. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it is really, it is really important. It's just the, the sustainability of, um, it's always, it's always, um, it's always a balancing act because accessibility is also a factor, yeah. but even buying on Facebook marketplace, you can get some really nice things yeah. that are that are d- more accessible and um, are made better than something from Ikea. Yeah, definitely. So I guess it's just always navigating where you, where you can fall on that spectrum at the, at the moment or the place you are at. Mm-hmm. And I think it's okay to, you know, get something from Ikea and if you don't have a sofa, just grab yourself an Ikea sofa for a little bit and then you can like save up invest and wait those weeks for something that will last you forever yeah yeah Yeah. definitely and it is expensive but it is I mean (laughs) it's saving part (laughs) I you know it's weird I just never imagined myself spending money on things like that uh not because I not because I think it's crazy because I just said like I think it's really important but um there is like a threshold of like being willing, like if you buy an Ikea thing like three or four times every time you move, like maybe like all of that could have eventually added up to that one kind of better exactly. couch yep. that you sell when you move, you know, like, I don't know. It's just, 
We say that all the time. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, definitely. So how can people find you? Where can people find your work? How can they purchase your work? Um, all the good stuff. Uh, the best place to keep up with me probably most consistently is my Instagram, which is just taylor.kibby. Mm-hmm. And if you want to contact me, you can do it through DM, but to be honest, through my website is a better way. I check my email more frequently than I am on my social media. Um, so if you go through my website, that's just taylor.kibby or taylorkibby.com. Um, and that's the best way to contact me about anything, like seeing where my work is right now or uh, wanted to talk about a commission. Awesome. Great. Hey, thank you so much for coming on. You were awesome to talk to. I yes. feel like you left us both very inspired. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> want to use your piece. It's so true. <laughs> I hope I didn't ramble too much. No. No, no way. <laughs> Great information. I feel like everyone's going to love this episode, so don't even worry. <laughs> okay. Yes. <laughs> you should hear us ramble. This is pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta cut a lot out. <laughs> yeah. Feel free to cut me at any point. <laughs> We're not. No. It was great. Thank you so much. Um, yeah. We'll have to talk with you again in the future and see what you're up to. Yeah, I'd love that. And I'll I'll send you guys a photo of the stuff coming out of the kiln. Hopefully, it, if it turns out well. If not, it never. We didn't talk about it. <laughs> okay. It never cool, cool, cool. <laughs> great. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Hey, guys. You too. Well, we really hope you guys like this episode. And um, make sure to follow us on our Instagram at notsogood.ideas. There we'll be posting all of her work. And if you're an artist or a designer, feel free to reach out to us. And maybe you can come on the podcast and be a guest. Our email is notsogoodideaspodcast at gmail.com. And all of our podcast episodes come out on Thursday. Thanks. Bye. Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.